Nick stands in the hall in front of Nyssa. The words on the scroll disappear and reappear, but slower than Nyx would like. Her foot taps rapidly as she tries to will the words to appear on the scroll faster and faster. This, Janice. They have her brother. She knew he wasn't dead. She would have felt it if he was. Finally, after what has felt like an eternity, the last line of text appears on the tiny scroll. A signature. Janice. Nyx had all the information she needed. She turns on her heels, pocketing the scroll, and leaves without a word to Nyssa. Nyx hears her call out behind her, but she doesn't comprehend. Her brother has been missing for over a month. It's time that she got him back. The journey between the church and Nariel's small shack felt long and tedious, yet she can't recall a single thing about it. In Nariel's shack, Nyx gathers her things, an old ratty cloak to keep her warm against the elements, a warm pair of boots, and the only map that her and her friends had of the region. Before leaving, she changes out of her dirty, gore-covered gear into a change of clothes, warmer and meant for traveling, still packing the dirty gear. Nyx doesn't notice, but as she rolls her soiled trousers for travel, the scroll drops from her pocket to the floor of Nariel's shack. She's finally packed. It's only taken her minutes, but she feels like she's wasted hours. Nyx throws her rucksack over her shoulder, her rifle strapped and slung over her other shoulder, and she leaves Nariel's shack. It feels like a betrayal, like she's letting down her friends. No, her family. But she doesn't have a choice, not if she wants to save Atticus. In the cool air of Aetherhold, she takes a deep breath, references her map, then heads to the west of town, toward the Fjallheim Mountains, toward Salak Peak, and toward her brother. So Maddie wanted a quick recap of what happened to the Aetherhold crew. Yeah, um, I'm just like, I remember most of it. I'm just a little blurry because it's been a hot minute. No worries. It has. I'll do a quick recap just so we're all aware of what kind of happened. Um, before recording, you guys fought off a group of treants and some Forsaken who were gathering wisps for some reason that you guys still have not figured out. Um... And upon defeating the Forsaken and the Aethermancer's staff that had the the befriend form in it, you guys defeated the Forsaken, the staff got destroyed, the tree insolent went away, and that's where we got Dylan's episode, which we can which Dylan can share whatever he prefers from that. Then you guys had your downtime for a little bit, you all chilled, hung out at the bar, developed some relationships with some of the NPCs around town. And then Nyssa recruited you guys to go back into the catacombs to try to find this group of adventurers who went missing. You went down there, you fought some soulless, you fought a consumed, you found Janice's diary, and then you fought a whole bunch of soul-charged, 
which were the heroes of the people you guys played in the prologue. What's his name? Raven. Raven died. Oh, Rip. Uh-huh. Um, Brittany was playing Janice, so it didn't matter. Trust shattered for life. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Atticus, when his soul was revived, was actually a dwarf. And not Atticus, so that was a surprise. But then, Maddie, your characters, Karis did actually come back. Um, we ended the entire chapter with the resurrection of Karis and the dwarf adventurer. Um, and then afterward, Nyx received a scroll tied to a raven from Janice. And that we don't know about yet. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, only Nissa knows about it. Nissa and Nyx. And that's kind of where we, that's what, that's what happened last, last, uh, chapter. Have we cool. decided what happened to Thurgo yet? Don't worry about Thurgo. Okay. You guys don't even pop it. We'll record and decide what happens there. Okay, that's fine. And then Dylan, did you want to share kind of oh, yeah. what happened with your character? Uh, my character was hired by the High Cleric to figure out why the Treants attacked, uh, cause there was some suspicion that they were influenced to in some way. And so I tracked them down and in the process discovered that they were forced to by the Forsaken. They had their will break broken. That basically served as a distraction for them to break in and mess with the phylacteries. Also in the process of learning all of this, I discovered the taint. Um, what? Can you taint, not say yes. it like that ever again? Yeah, please don't. Ever. That's not, I'm going to have nightmares taint. about this. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I discovered the taint. PG-13. Not a lot of people know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and essentially, uh, I discovered that when the old god Laika disappeared that this taint had started to grow and what it is basically dead land. It almost seems like corrupted land, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, and like nothing can grow on it. Not even Grove Guardians can make stuff grow on it and it's spreading. So nobody else um, knows what a Grove Guardian is, Dylan. Yeah. Oh, what? My bad. <laughs> should I explain that or should that be discovered? I don't know if that'll mean anything. The taint's growing. I returned with all of that information to the high cleric and he basically dismissed any talk of the old gods, because of course. And um, trying to think of anything else came of that. Um, my character did grow in a couple of ways. I started to have respect for life and death that is more that has uh, some permanence to it. But I'm kind of kind of disenchanted with the whole like overuse of phylacteries and and kind of the. Um, I don't know, the dismissiveness of life that some people have because of it. And um, I've kind of started being disenchanted with the order itself, especially because of my interaction with the High Cleric when he dismissed the Old Gods because of my experience. And I feel like my character's kind of going in an Old God direction and kind of away from the order at this point. So you've never died, right? Did I read that correctly in your backstory a little while ago? Um, I never actually. Uh, th- there was one character I had in, in mind, mind to do that. That was a different one. Oh, okay, sorry, my bad. This, 
this character's kind of grown a little bit. I'm not sure if I've died. I don't know if it really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually but does. I suspe- it actually does for sanity. For- oh, shit. Oh. I haven't done that. I'll just say that I haven't as of yet, but okay. maybe have come close. Um, has Nariel died? Nariel? Yeah. Yes, twice. No. That's humility. One time. Nariel died once. Nariel got killed by the soul leeches. Yeah, she died twice, remember? Yeah. Yep, that was... the soul leeches. Did I get killed uh-huh. twice by the soul leeches? You, sure you did. did. I did. You walked out and then you were about to say something and died again. <laughs> I remember. So you'll need to track your deaths. And then, um, Rayla, how many times have you died? I... I Have I died? I don't think Maybe so. Maybe once? Wait. I feel like in the story you were telling the tavern keeper that you... Uh, I don't know. I don't think you have died. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think I have died either. But, like, I was wondering... Yeah, I don't think I've died. So, Dylan and Maddie have not died. Brittany has. Twice. Yeah, twice. Are you tracking that, Brett? Am I tracking what? How many times you've died? Twice? Yep. You, well, you actually will need to keep track of that. Yeah, I didn't know if we needed to keep track of it before, so I had not been, but I will now. Okay, cool. Both Nariel and Rayla, you two have kind of experienced these people being resurrected in this strange resurrection chamber um, that was designed to bring back the souls of those who were placed into Soul Charged. So yeah, you guys have some of this, uh, some downtime. What, or like just some time that you, like you have your own ability to decide what you do next, basically. Um, there's no pressing story matter. Um, Thurgo did leave with Karis, if I recall. And Nyx left as soon as the dwarf resurrected instead of her brother Atticus. What are the other two of you doing? I, yeah, I'm gonna go find Arn. Okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, these people are resurrected. Let me go find my boyfriend. Kind of, not really. Does Rayla have anything in mind that she wants to do? Um, go flirt with Jamika. <laughs> Jamika is canon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably for now. Just okay. So, do we know how long of a time frame we have? Because I did want to maybe look into getting another weapon. Um, you guys have as much time as you like. Um, basically the only thing that you need to keep in mind is you have not accepted your reward from your last job from the, um, high cleric yet. Hot diggity dog. I want some money. Yeah, dude, same. Let's go get some money together. (laughs) I'm into it. I think that's like, first things first, money. Number one, the money. All right. So you guys have now witnessed... Atticus's body, or no, Atticus's body was gone. Yeah. You've witnessed what you thought was Atticus's soul resurrect into a dwarf soul. Into not Atticus. And then you've seen Nick storm out, and you're like, man, you know, the high cleric's over there. We completed our job. Let's go ask him for our payment. Yeah. That's what I'm getting Honestly. from. Yeah. Okay, so you guys, so, so Nariel and Rayla, you two walk over to the resurrection chamber where um, the High Cleric has just witnessed this kind of surprising resurrection, I guess, come about. Um, and some other of the, like, atheologists, or not atheologists, 
the clerics are like bundling up this dwarf and he's got this huge scar in the center of his forehead from um, basically where the where his, his head was cut open and the soul conduit was placed in it. So tell me what you guys tell him. That we went down into the catacombs like we were told to do. Mm-hmm. And then we fought a bunch of really, really horrible stuff. And then we found a bunch of dead dudes in tubes with tubes in them. And we squished one. And then we brought back said tubes. And here we are. Yes, you you did tell me all of this yesterday. Okay, is there anything else we need to do? Well, no, we wanted to prepare the resurrection chamber so that uh, we could resurrect these souls. And, and now we've done that, so I suppose there is nothing else that you that, that is left to do. Okay, and I don't mean to sound insensitive, but I'd like to go take a nap. A big one, like an eight-hour <laughs> one. The one where you wake up and you don't know what year it is. You know? Sure. Rayla, help. You're not Ray- You are Rayla. I am are you Rayla. Rayla? Who are you? <laughs> who, who is this person next to me? I'm losing my sanity. Uh, yeah, I am Rayla. Okay. Yes, I also would like some rest because I think we are all very worn out and I don't know where Thurgo went with Karis and I don't know <laughs> where the hell uh, Nyx went off to. But... Myself is really tired, so are we okay to go? Oh, I understand. So you're looking for for your new home. The home that that we promised you yeah. upon the completion of this job. Yeah, that one. The nice, the the better one that's not like a shack. Oh, well, yes. Um, we have we have a place in mind. Let me have Nissa drop the paperwork and and get you your deed and make sure that the previous tenants have no no qualms with you taking the remainder of their home. Wow, that sounded really like we were kicking somebody out of their house. Oh no, they chose to leave. Oh. We just want to make sure they're never coming back, or at least that they don't plan on coming back and hope to have their home back. So give us a couple of hours then. Okay. Okay. Just let us know. We'll be here probably. You're going to be in this room with me. This is actually kind of a secure vault. I would I, now that we're done. No, not the rest- here, here, but like, a, like around the church here. Okay. God. <laughs> so Noriel and Rayla decide to hang out around the church for a couple of hours. Meanwhile, Thurgo's gone missing. You guys don't know where. And you have not seen Nyx at all either. Benji, you have had a couple of days downtime since you finished up determining what happened with the uh, the treants. I believe it's been about four days since you finished working with the treants. Oh, all right then. So um. you, I know you had some downtime. You were um, infusing the rest of your weapons. You had hung out at, at the Sweltering Swine for a little bit. Anything else that you had intended to do during those four days? I think I'd like to go gather some materials, possibly stop by a shop that I could buy materials of explosive quality. I believe that during this time, the weather kind of calmed a bit, if I recall. During those four, that four-day period, the weather was definitely calm, so you're able to find um, the entire square like full of vendors. You've got um, Sharon's 
and what is it called? Cart um, kiosk. We'll call it a kiosk. You've got Sharon's kiosk that we talked about before, and you know Sharon personally. You also have the blacksmith that Thurgo had gone to and who crafts all the gear for um, for the order. There's a number of other um, vendors. There's an alchemist. There's like these, this trinket vendor who sells like rings and necklaces. There's oh, uh, some ammunitions, uh, an ammunitions vendor who sells like bullets and arrows and crossbow bolts. Um, and then a variety of tonics to put on top of those. And then there's just your regular old potion seller as well. Um, I think I'd like to go visit Sharon. All right. So you walk up, um, to Sharon. She's kind of in like this alley just outside the square. Um, the shadows cast by the buildings around the alley definitely darken her kiosk. Um, it helps to kind of hide some of her wares because she definitely has some of her, um, well, she's a black market dealer. You know that, Benji. She's this huge, hulking half-orc, um, and she has these filed down to a point um, for like these, these pointy tusks that she's filed down to a point. Um, her skin color is a grayish green, and she has long braided black hair. For a half-orc, she's, she's pretty. Um, I don't know if you're into half-orcs, Benji, but like she's not... I'm into everything. You're into everything. Oh, so she's sexual. <laughs> so she's she she could be somebody who you'd be interested in getting with one day. Um, except for there's one thing that might throw you off a little bit. On her shoulder, she has this little hairy tarantula. She's got a hairy what now? On her- <laughs> <laughs> she's got a who and a what and a hairy. <laughs> where? Hey, that's where you cut off. Where's the hair? Where's the hair? Explain. <laughs> She always keeps her big, hairy tarantula that you know she's named Whiskers, and she she always has him with her as like her familiar or something. It's gotcha. It's an interesting thing. I'm not there, but I love him. <laughs> He's a really is a good boy. So I'd like to walk up to her, kind of keeping an eye on that tarantula as I move toward towards her. You feel like all however many eyes tarantulas have are watching oh. you. So I'm going to keep my eyes on that, but point at Sharon and say, Hey, gorgeous. What is her voice going to be? <coughs> Sharon. <clears throat> Benji. <laughs> oh, her name is Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did you name her Sharon? Because it sounds like Cormoran's yeah. turret. <laughs> After See, I was thinking Sharon like the moon, oh, okay. like C-H-A-R-O-N. Sharon. Beautiful. Why, hello, Benji. <laughs> oh my god. It's been a few days. <laughs> How have you been? I tried to kind of make her sound like a smoker. Or <laughs> like, a chain, like a chain smoker? Like a chain smoker. I was thinking like a chain smoker drag queen, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's though, amazing. that's what she sounds like, and she's incredible, <laughs> and I love her. What can yeah, I but... do you for today? You could do me for free. Um, Is I'm that sorry. Oh boy, I thought we were going. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry, that was impulsive. Paul, um, I really want to know what you wanted to say, though. <laughs> oh boy, is that an offer? 
I hope you no, realize what you've gotten yourself into. We're not going down that road. I did not. That was out of character. I'm um, gonna die, liar. <laughs> you want her? Yeah, it's been a nice couple of days. Had some downtime, some time to think, but I'm in the market for some materials. What kind of materials are you looking for? You know, I have some of the rarest goods. And she throws the blanket off of the top of her cart. And you see um, just a number of strange items. There's like these, there's this weird pyramid-like dagger. Oh, she has like these, yeah, these, these little tiny vials that are like, attached to this silvery chain. You see a folded up cloak under there as well. Um, and then, yeah, these really odd gauntlets. And then, of course, just some some other material, like armor and weapons and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I want to poke in the direction of the vials on the chain and say, what are those? This is something you might be very interested in, Benji. It's it's called a soul splitter. You will no longer be bound to the resurrection at your local orders church. Instead, you will resurrect on the spot or at the location of this soul splitter, but you will not be in full repair when you do so. You you will still have suffered some of the some of the wounds that you've taken in when you when you died, but it makes it much more convenient to travel and handle explosives. Interesting. And I think my character can't decide whether they're intrigued or disgusted at the prospect of using that. Um, but I'm going to keep that in mind. Um, does she have any pre-built explosives for sale? Oh, Benji, I have some pre-built explosives for sale. Here's one that we've just recently acquired from some of the gnomes nearby. They've been working on this dispersion bomb, is is what I've decided to call it. She picks up this, like, steel ball, and if you look really closely, you can see that there are, um, like, grooves and um, seams along the, the steel ball as if it's set to open up, and then there's a small circle at the top of the, sil- of, the, of the steel ball as well, like you could put something in it. And then she continues and says, What you can do is insert a potion or a poison of your choosing, and when this, this dispersion bomb goes off, poison mist everywhere, it's glorious. What do you think? That's interesting, but I'm looking for something with a little bit more flash. Well, of course, I've still got our breaking bombs and the sunburst, whichever you prefer. I'm working on a shrapnel. We're always working on more developments for you, Benji. If what you're looking for right now is just the sunburst or the breaking bomb, we're more than able to deliver. I would like to buy... A couple of breaking bombs and sunbursts. How many are you looking for, specifically? How many do you have? Well, on me, I only carry one of each. Can't be caught with too many explosives, or the Order will think that I'm up to no good. Well, they'd be right. Yes, they would be. But I can get an <laughs> Order through pretty easily. 
Uh, how much are they going for? Well, you know, these can be pricey, especially if, you know, they were to be traced back to me. So 25 gold each, I think, sounds fair. All right, I'll take one of each. Okay, and then would you like me to put some more on back order for you, and I'll arrange a time for you to pick them up? Um, how about you just let me know when you get some in stock? All right, if I see you around next, I'll, I'll make sure I have a couple more prepared. For right now, I don't suppose you'd have any sewage shroom or volcanic ash? Oh, Benji, you know you can go across the square to pick that stuff up. Oh yeah, thanks for the heads up. Anytime, Benji, anytime. Um, across the square, you do have those other two vendors. Um, you've got your alchemist and your potions brewer. Um, purchasing anything from them is super cheap. If you purchase like a bundle of sea shrooms, it's probably like a gold for five of them. And then for volcanic ash, that's like a gold for probably a pound of it. Um, what are the units of those ingredients for actually tinkering to create the explosives they go into? Um, for a sea shroom, it's one one shroom, and then the volcanic ash would be like a spoonful. Okay. So yeah, I'd like to buy. Yeah, I'll, I'll do I'll do five sea shrooms and then a pound of volcanic ash just to make it easy. Actually, let's make that ten sea shrooms. Um, so what is that? Three. It's three gold so far. Um, and then. Do they have any glow shrooms? Yep, yeah, they um, they do have glow shrooms. Sorry, I don't want to create a name for this person because it would require that I then step away from everything, all my notes and everything. Um, but yes, they do. They do have some glow shrooms. It is a gold per glow shroom, though. I'll buy I'll buy ten glow shrooms, and then do they have an elemental heart? Possibly. They have a couple, but it's twenty gold per elemental heart. I'll buy one. Okay, uh, let me write some stuff down real quick, and then I have something else I want to do. Okay, I'll come back to you. Sound good? Nariel and Rayla, you two have been waiting for a couple of hours um, in the church. And finally, Nyssa returns to you and says, We've we've set up everything that you need for your new home. Um, the yard's not presentable, but everything else is set. The house is beautiful. The The family didn't take too much of their furniture either when they left, so it's all fully furnished. Do you mind if I ask why they left? Roll a charm check. Six. They left because they didn't feel it was safe anymore in Aetherhold. Oh. Hmm, cool. I just wanted to make sure somebody like didn't die in the house or something. I died no, in the house here. They died in the church. Anyway, if you're if you're ready. Yep, we're ready. All right, Sinissa hands you the deed to the house, um, and in this on this contract with the deed and everything, it gives you the uh, the address of the house and everything that you need to know, basically. Um, and then she also tells you, so with all the effort that you put in and all the trouble it took to go through the catacombs, the high cleric did feel like there was more that you deserved. So he wanted me to give you this as well, and he hands um, Nariel and Rayla each a bag of coins. Ooh. Ooh. Thanks. Yeah. Did you need a guide to your new home, or...? No, I think we should be fine. Great. I think that, I, I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised and 
happy with your new abode. Thank you. Why does Nessa always say stuff that like no other living human person says? <laughs> She's a weirdo. She is he a wants weirdo. you to. He wants you to suspect her. Um, we've also we've we've also let Thurgo and and Nix know where to find you at your new home, but Nix Nix was packing, so I'm not sure what to expect from her. She got, she received this strange skull from the not skull. She got a skull. <laughs> she got Atticus's skull. She received this strange scroll from the uh, from the Fjallheim Mountains and left in a rush when I delivered it to her. Should we go check on her before we go to the new place? I mean, she knows. Well, yeah, we probably should. Okay. Grab a couple of our items and just talk to her, see what's going on. Yeah, plus if there's anything left in my house, we can grab it. Mm-hmm. Like those booty shorts. Like those booty shorts. We need them. The dank booty shorts? Yeah. <laughs> it's there all goes, ogre now? There goes booty shorts. Yeah, it's all ogre now. Um, Alright, so you guys travel to um, Nariel's old home. And the door is... To this, the door to this small shack is closed. Um, so it's not like anybody like broke in or anything. Okay, we go in. Okay. Um, inside, <laughs> you find your same empty home with a bunch of snow and... One chair. Hay and one chair. <laughs> um, and the stairs leading down into the cellar. Um, but nobody's there. Oh. Well, I mean, we all slept in this like big central room, so... If somebody was here, we would know. It's like two. It's like yeah. the top floor and the bottom floor. There's yeah. like that's it. How much snow are we talking? Oh, it's just the snow that's going that's continually kind of set like uh, like blown through the cracks of the house. Okay, so not much, but is there like enough to see footprints, like a half orc's footprints? <laughs> uh, there's definitely no half orc footprints, but uh, yeah, roll a quick survival check. Uh, five. Okay. Yeah, you. Um, it's like a dusting, and then also, obviously, that I mean, you have a dirt floor in this house, not not anything finished. So, um, so yeah, one half orc was definitely walking around in here. They were gathering. It looks like they like kind of circled the same spot over and over again. And then, as you look closer and closer at those footprints, you do see this tiny scrap of paper that's like rolled up on the floor. Oh heck! Yeah. I pick it up. When you pick it up, um. Rayla, you're a wizard, right? I am a wizard, yes. Perfect. You sense a magical incantation on this um, on this scroll, and as you unfurl it, you see the word Nyx appear on top of it. And then the word disappears, and in its place, the words, I have your brother, fill that spot. And slowly, more words disappear and then reappear, Till the end of the red letter reads in full, Nix, I have your brother. He's safe. Come to the Fjallheim Mountains. Meet me at the tip of Salak Peak. Come alone, and you'll find Atticus, Janice. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, that's obviously where she went. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a little peeved that she didn't tell us first. That, but it did say come alone. Um, and we do know that that's... What she's been looking for. Actually, hold on just a second. We... Did she tell us that Atticus was her brother? Yes. Yeah, we all knew. Yes, okay, yeah. I forgot about that, sorry. We all knew Atticus, too. Or at least we, we mostly knew him. Yeah, okay. I forgot, yeah, because um, Nick's got adopted and then came back. Mm-hmm. 
What well, do we do? Where, well, that's where she is. That is where she is. What do you want to do? I don't. I don't know what to do in this situation. Should we go after her? How long were we at the church? A couple of hours. So only like two or three. Yep. She can't be too far, but she would still be two or three hours ahead of us at this point, I assume. Because she left right away. I just don't know if we should go to help her, or if if we did go and she didn't get Atticus back, if she would blame us. I don't know. This is a difficult situation. Well, let's let's go to the new place and let's talk about it there. Okay. Alright, so you gather Thurgo's booty shorts and um, your (laughs) single chair? Nah, leave the chair. Leave the chair. Okay, so you gather Thurgo's booty shorts. Take the chair. And the chair. And you... (laughs) And you head to your new place. You travel through the streets and um, pass by that weird quarantined area, which is still quarantined. You know, the the place that has the circle of... um, The cleric circle? Yeah, the cleric circle. Mm -hmm. Um, You pass by there, and then you get further and further to the edge of town until you're, like, almost right on the edge. And you see this beautiful two-story house. So it looks... Super sturdy. Um, the house is in beautiful condition. It's actually made of um, cobblestone with a nice wood finish, as, or like a nice, like the beams and stuff are exposed a little bit with this beautifully oiled wood, um, all pine. So it's it's a darker wood, definitely. The door is another um, dark wood finished, like oiled finished door. Um, with a nice brass doorknob um, with a set of stairs going upstairs so clearly there's a there's something beneath the main floor as well. Um, and as you guys step up the stairs, you see the backyard. And it looks like something tore that backyard apart. The shed is completely destroyed. The earth is ripped up. Um, there are giant treant footprints. So clearly... The Treants went through this house, or went by this house, when they were invading the city. Nice. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, at so, least it's not destroyed. The house, yeah. Do, is there, like, a key that we need to get in, or...? Nissa gave you a key. Cool, let's go in. Okay, so you unlock the door, you go in, and the house is also beautiful. It looks pretty dusty, um, like somebody hasn't really been in there for a week. The furniture is all in really good condition. Um, there are still a few family paintings around that make you a little bit uncomfortable. Like, there's still a presence of the family in the house, um, but otherwise it's great. It has a total of three bedrooms um, with a second story and a basement with a cellar that's also completely finished. It's one of the most beautiful houses you've ever been in, the two of you, since you've both like gone through the system basically. My first order of business is... Is it daytime? Yeah. I don't need to, like, light lanterns or anything. There's natural light? There's natural light. Okay. I'm gonna take down the pictures of the family. I'm gonna go put them somewhere else. Well, definitely not the shed, because it's destroyed. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go out and gather some, like, sage or something. And I'm gonna just clarify the house. So yeah, the alchemist in the center of town would probably have some. It's not the most beautiful day outside. There's definitely a light snowfall now, but the alchemist is still probably out there. It's a pretty safe bet that they're not going to close up shop just for a light snowfall. Um. So, Nariel, are you going to go do that? 
Yeah, I'm going to go do that. I just need, like, a bundle of white sage. So you head out there, um, and then we're going to go back to Benji for a minute. Benji, what else did you want to take care of? I'd like to head back to my room at the Sweltering Swine. Okay. I want to grab that flower that I had in the flower pot from that grove. All right, it has grown very large, almost to the size of a sunflower now. Um, Has it? Man, that's big. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to grab that. Um, Does it also have any seeds or anything sprouting off of it? Um, there's definitely some pollen. Hmm, okay. Because it's a flower. <laughs> I want to take that kind of into a foresty area, kind of just outside of town, and plant it. Okay. You see this backyard that has been destroyed, and you think, like, this is probably a good <laughs> place for it. <laughs> so yeah, I'd like to take that just outside of town into a nice safe forested area and plant it um just outside of town you find a perfect place um if you wanted to go over into that foresty area that you had traveled through before um the snow hasn't melted a lot from that blizzard but you could definitely find some earth to plant it in i'm gonna do it there that's a good spot all right, cool. So you just plant it kind of just beyond, like just off off the road a little bit where it's a little bit easier to get to the ground. And um, upon planting it, you can see that it take takes root really well. Um, it almost seems to straighten up a little bit being in the earth instead of in a pot. Cool. I'm going to use one of my fire daggers to melt some of the snow around it to give it some more immediate fresh water. And then I might just chill... I might just rest by it for like an hour and just kind of meditate on meditate on like plant life and kind of I don't know I'm, I've been thinking a lot about the the permanence of life and death of like plant life and the treants and the, the plight of those compared to the individuals who consistently use um, phylacteries and kind of struggling with my own the fact that I have a phylactery and whether or not I I want to have one. Um, during that hour, you would have regained a sanity if you had lost any sanity, but you did not lose any sanity. So, are you cool with calling that good at the end of your four day, like your four day downtime that you had before we finally met at the same time as everybody else? Yeah, that's pretty much all I had planned. Then, um, you guys, well, so so you'll end up back at the sweltering swine. Yes. Um, and you enjoy the rest of your kind of downtime during that time to. Uh, just kind of acquaint acquaint yourself with this whole trying to find a little bit more of the people around there. And then um, afterward, through walking through the square, Sharon actually waves you over. I'll go over to her. Benji! <laughs> oh my god. You asked hey. me to let you know when I have more bombs. Well, I have some. That is fantastic. How many you got? I have two more breaking bombs and two more sunburst. I also, of course, have our um, our cloudburst as well, if you're interested. I think I'll stick with the breaking bomb and sunburst for now, but I think for right now I'll just take one of each again. All right, all right, 25 for each of those. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, And you, you will Benji. see me again. Oh, I cannot wait. And she kind of gives you a wink. I can. <laughs> you said you'd be down for her. 
Yeah, that the spider keeps giving me the side eye though, and I, I, I don't think waves it would approve. Goodbye. <laughs> Whiskers wave. Whiskers waves goodbye. <laughs> they can do that. Super cute. Nice. That's you, like, that's they like cute. stand up and do this little like hand wavy thing. Adorable. So yeah, Whiskers does that as you leave. <laughs> okay. And then as you leave, you notice that there is an elf at the alchemist booth. She's just picking up some sage or something. It's not it's not like a, anything interesting, but you do recognize the elf since elves are so rare. She's actually the one that was sitting with Arn and his dire snack, Sam. I guess my character's not interested at the moment. So you walk on by and I assume go to your room at the Swelterings Wine? Yeah. Um... Nariel, you successfully purchased some sage. You want some white sage. Uh, yeah, just a bundle of white sage. Maybe two bundles. Two bundles, it'd be uh, a gold for each bundle. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll take two bundles then. Okay. It's becoming it's beginning to be light afternoon, um, and with the dusting of snow and the like perpetual cloud cover, it's getting kind of darker and darker. Can I look around in this... Because I assume I'm in like a market area. Number one, I'd like to find a tailor slash blacksmith, like somebody who makes armor. Okay, you know you know of the blacksmith. Um, and I'd like to speak to his apprentice, the guy who made my staff. Okay, you you head in there, and it's it's still steamy, mm-hmm. um, since it's still cold weather and everything. But but Gibson is there, and he says, "Oi, Nariel." Hey, Gibson, how's it going? It is going quite swell, thank you. You like your staff? It is beautiful. I am carrying it. I am impressed with the boy's craftsmanship. He did a good job, and look what I put on it. And I show him the moonstone that's infused with light that I can like activate whenever I feel like it. That is that is a fine addition, let me tell you. What can I do for you today, lass? Um, wait a second. Did I get that on my staff yet? We'll just say that I did. Um, <laughs> I was hoping that you could craft me a custom piece of armor, or in addition to my current armor. What kind of armor are we looking for? Okay, so I assume the armor that I'm wearing right now is kind of for, like, colder weather, since we're in, like, a colder area. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I would like to add a hood to my armor, um, and I want you or your apprentice, because he did such good work last time, to affix these antlers to it. So you're looking for some more leather working then, yes? Yeah. Okay, that is definitely going to be my apprentice's field. I work with the metal, and he like shows you his, his pile of steel and all of the steel armor that he crafts regularly, and it's up on his, his like armor pedestals or whatever it's called. And so he says, but my apprentice would probably be able to do something fine, uh, do another fine piece some antlers. That would be great. Can I speak to him? I don't have a name or a voice. For okay, that's fine. Okay. Um, then in that case, I'll just write down what my like specifications are. Um, he's he's not in today, and it's also getting so late. So let me let me take down your specifications, and I will uh, deliver those to him when he comes in next. Okay. Um, I'd like the antlers to have a similar, like, design on them that my staff does, where it's like a dark, kind of a fade into a wood color, just to kind of look similar. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the hood to just be, like, 
like ornate looking with maybe some embroidery on it or something. Okay. Um, with the wood, and you're providing the antlers, yes? Yeah. Okay, it should probably come to a, a, about 30 gold. Okay, yeah, I can do that. I'll give him 40. Okay. Okay, cool. Thanks, Gibson. Thank you, lass. I'll, uh, I'll send a messenger when it's all ready for you. Okay, thank you. Um, is there anything else in this market that seems interesting or anything like that, useful, anything that catches my eye? Would you like to roll a perception check? Sure. Four. Or four. <laughs> um, there's some potions vendors. Um, all the other vendors, the ones that you're kind of regular like, used to, are the only ones that you spot right now. Okay. I do want to go grab a couple health potions if I can. Okay. Seeing as our cleric is now MIA, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to maybe pick up a couple of those just for safety. Yep. Um, so you are given, uh, so you, you, you go and pick those potions up. Um, it's like 10 gold each. Mm-hmm. If you're just getting a regular healing potion. For a greater healing potion, it'd be 15. Do I know how effective they are in relation to each other? If, if we don't, that's okay. Greater healing potion is 2d6 plus your build. A um, potion of better healing is 1d6 plus 2 plus your build. And then a potion of healing is just 1d6. Um, I'll take four of the greater healing potions. Okay. Four, 15 each. Yeah, so 60 total. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, then that's all I wanted to do. And I'm just going to go to my new house and cleanse it. All right. Rayla, what did you want to do? So I, I was, in the meantime, I think I was just waiting until she got back to the house because she had the key and I didn't. Um, so when she gets back, I would like to go to the market myself and see if I can find any vendors that sell, like, um, materials for new weapons that I okay. could perhaps take to the blacksmith. Um, go ahead and roll a perception check when you enter the market. Seven. Um, so you see some of the same vendors. Uh, the alchemist does actually have some razor wood and some iron wood, but there's one person that you haven't actually really noticed before. She's kind of hiding in this alleyway in the shadows. Um, she does look like she's beginning to pack up shop with how late it's getting, but she's this like lumbering half orc that is, uh, that is a different, a different kind of sight for you. Hmm. Like sketchy kind of say or oh, yeah, she definitely looks sketchy. Um, the one thing you also notice is she's not actually carrying a weapon, which is almost more intimidating. Because hmm. as she's like covering up her wagon, you notice that she has um, some rarer materials such as meteoric ore. She has some moonstone. You also see mm-hmm. some. She's def- she definitely has some of what you're looking for. Um, I'm going to scurry over there and keep my guard up just because I'm kind of on edge. But I want to be like, hey, can I perhaps look here for a minute before you go? Why, I have not seen you here before. How about you tell me what you're looking for, dear? And the the spider on her shoulder kind of seems to like stand at attention. Um. Well, I was just looking for some different sorts of materials perhaps to create a new weapon with because I need something a little better than what I have right now. Oh, so we're looking for some rarer things. Okay. You have come to the right place. What were we thinking for this weapon? Are we thinking a bow, perhaps a gun, maybe a great sword, or perhaps maybe you don't even want to forge a new weapon, but just have a new weapon and she produces from beneath this blanket this pyramidal dagger and 
allows you to kind of look at it. She says, that thing will rip them to shreds, honey. Is this dagger eye-catching or... Because I was thinking more like rapier quarter staff myself. And I was kind of attracted to the moonstone you had on hand. Okay, we can go with that. So some moonstone, definitely. She takes the dagger from your hand um, and places it back beneath there. I don't really have any quarter stabs or rapiers made with moonstone right now, but I could provide the moonstone or find somebody who would craft it for you. I'll just take you up on that moonstone for now, but I'll keep that in mind. For the moonstone, do you want enough for both a rapier and a quarter staff, or one or the other? Uh, just enough for one or the other right now. All right. For one quarter staff, it will be, and she like kind of fiddles around with her fingers a little bit, kind of calculating it in her head, and says, 16 gold should do it, dear. I will say, you got yourself a deal, and I will hand her 16 gold. And Actually, I'll hand, I'll hand her 18, because she was helpful. And she... You guys tip We're big so on much. tipping. Yeah. The, I want to get on her good side. The tip isn't necessary, dear, but I do appreciate it. And then she hands you these, like, blocks of um, moonstone. Uh, two blocks, in, like, two blocks specifically, and you pick them up, and they are very heavy. All right, sweet. And then I'm going to... If I have time, scurry over to the blacksmith as well, because I was very entranced by um, Thurgo's and Nariel's new weapons that they got, which is why I wanted to get my own. Oh, Gibson is definitely still open. Sweet. So you walk into his his uh, blacksmith that is billowing steam, mm-hmm. and he doesn't recognize you in particular, but he does recognize that there is another elf entering his establishment, which is still very odd. And he says, Oi there, lass. What brings you in on such a chilly evening? I was hoping you could forge me a new weapon. Well, that is my specialty. You came to the right place. What are we looking for? Well, and I take out the moonstone. I'm like, I got this moonstone, and I was looking for a new quarterstaff. This is some very high-quality moonstone. Can I inquire as to where you where you got it? Somebody in the market I've never seen, but... Interesting, interesting. Well, you you got a deal, let me tell you. A quarterstaff, you say? I can craft, yes. I can craft a pretty nice quarterstaff with, uh, with this moonstone. Alright, how much will it be? For just a quarterstaff, uh, are we looking for any any uh, details, any uh, additions besides just a quarterstaff? Um, not really. I was just going to kind of leave that up to you. All right. Yeah. I'm always happy to use my own creative license on such a fine ore. If you're willing to give me creative license, it should only be maybe 25 gold. All right. I hand him 35. Another elf tippin. That's, uh... And a dwarf, no less. That's appreciated. Thanks, lass. And he takes the moonstone with ease. You notice that he just, like, picks up each block with one hand, and you see his muscles <laughs> bulge as he does this, and then set it down gently and controlled. It's different than what you... I trust him. Um, And then I would like to, since it's getting later, go to the sweltering swine to grab a drink. All right. Visit my good old friend Jamika. All right, you head in and 
continue your conversations with Jamika. As always, you are given the first drink on the house, but Jamika's tended to give you a few others on the house as well. Um, and you guys dive right into your deeper conversations. How late do you stay at this full drinks wine? Um, probably just a couple hours. After a couple hours, you return home to find um, Nariel finished burning the sage, and there is definitely a clearer presence in the house. Like it doesn't feel like there's any other memories or ghosts there. Like it's it's fresh and ready for you guys to make your own memories and ghosts there. And shortly after you returned, Thergo actually returns as well um, and walks in and sees the two of you and says, "Oh, this is a this is a nice house that we." we have here huh yeah it's pretty great and you should have been here before it felt really weird but it's fine now i i stopped by the shack my booty shorts weren't there you guys happened to you guys didn't happen to see them did you yeah we grabbed them oh wow i'm sorry you touched those <laughs> i didn't touch them rayla touched them <laughs> no i no i didn't you said you grabbed them you i didn't touch them for sure. I you touch you grabbed them none of that do we have a workout room set yet, or...? No, there is a cellar, though. Great. I have um, a lot of work to do and a little bit to tell you two. The High Cleric approached me after after the dwarf and the human were resurrected. High Cleric asked if I could do him another favor. There's some strange things going on to the east, and he has asked that my strengths are used to uh, investigate further and possibly deal with some pretty scary things. Well, okay, great. When do we leave? He actually asked me to go with a different group of adventurers. What? It's it's supposed to just be reconnaissance, so it shouldn't be too bad. But... Well, okay, I guess. I'll still be here. I'll still return. Like, it's okay. He says, and you guys are kind of unsure if it's going to be okay, but it'll it'll be okay. Like, we'll, I, it's not like I'm going to be with this other band of adventurers. We're family. You never split the fucking party. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that in there. You better believe it. That's fucking hilarious. Rayla mutters. <laughs> never split the party. Okay. Um. Be safe. Yeah. Is I I guess is the only thing we can say in this. Ordeal? Yeah, and like I said, I'm stuck me back. Our family. Like, I'm not going yeah. anywhere. I'll be adventuring with you guys. No time. Okay. <laughs> and then he goes down to the basement to start setting up his workout room. Did he bring it with him, his workout room? Um, he, he came in while you while you were out. Oh, okay. And he came in through the back. Uh, I guess it's just you and me, Rayla. Oh, hey. Uh, Thurgo calls out, I brought your weights. And he pulls out your two-pound weights. There are five pounds. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I thought they were... They felt lighter than five pounds. Okay. And he goes downstairs and he puts them... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Watch your fucking attitude. You're leaving us and now you're calling her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the next morning comes around... So the morning comes, and this heavy-duty blizzard is blanketing the town in snow. Despite that, Nyssa has returned to the sweltering swine in search of you, Benji. Me? Yes. So Nyssa 
kind of just waits for you in the common area, very uncomfortable at the amount of people all drinking and sweating and swearing in the common area, but she's kind of looking specifically for you. Um, do I do I just see her searching for me, or... Do you enter the common room at any time? Yeah, I'll go in. Okay, when you when you go downstairs from your room, you, you find her and recognize her. Well, actually, she finds you. She goes and finds you. The High Cleric has a new... In, uh, something that he wants to bring to your attention. I was, uh, it's actually something that I was concerned about specifically and was hoping maybe you could do me a favor. Is that so? Yes, could we go somewhere quieter? I mean, or... there's an orgy in the other room. It's probably a little quieter than this one. <laughs> Her eyes are just... No, I didn't. No, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so impulsive. I'm so impulsive. I'm sorry. You, you should keep just that an orgy stuff. in the other room. Like, that's, that's um, fine. You should keep it. Um, no, I'm just going to say... Well, I have a room upstairs. <laughs> That's Hint, better. Wink, wink. She, she, her eyes narrow, and she's like, "I'm a fucking cleric." <laughs> and she says, "Also, I have a crush on Thurgo. Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> she does. <laughs> Once you go gnome, you never go home. He's an orc. <laughs> oh, why are you talking about you? I'm talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> she says. Yes, that will probably be substantially quieter than here. And she starts heading for the stairs. She uh, she waits for you to take her to your room. Okay. Um, then I let her follow me as I go up to the room. All right. Inside, she takes a seat without being offered a seat. Um, and then says to you, One of our, our newer adventurers received a note. Um, I don't know what the note said, but it mentioned the Fjallheim Mountains. Benji, what do you know of the Fjallheim Mountains? Do I know anything of the Fjallheim Mountains? Um, do you have history? I do not. Uh, wait, what would that be? I would have a natural zero. <laughs> <laughs> then no, you know nothing of the, of the Fjallheim Mountains. You know nothing, Benji Yolo. Then I rack my brain and tell her, not a clue. So the Fjallheim Mountains were abandoned, I guess. They were completely devoid of life centuries ago. It was one of the first um, strongholds that the dwarves developed when upon discovering Coil. And then they mined and mined all the meteoric ore they could find and then went dormant and went quiet. And any, per- any person who has attempted to travel there has died, or at least not returned since traveling. Um, obviously, this is a strange phenomenon since the since the development of phylacteries, but still no one has returned from the Fjallheim Mountains since the stronghold fell. This is where one of our... I don't want to say friend. They're not my friends, Benji. Yeah, you don't really seem like you have very many. No, <laughs> I don't. But I do feel concerned for them. They're so... Benji, they're so young. They don't they're so fresh on adventuring, um, they don't really know what they're doing, and I'm worried that one of them just went to the Fjallheim Mountain. And I want I wanted to ask you, somebody who has much more experience and has encountered even corrupted land now, um, to possibly find this person and make sure that her and her friends stay safe. 
I'm really not sure why I care. I mean, even if they die, they're just going to come back here. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was clear. Nobody's returned from the Fjallheim Mountains since traveling there? Then they're probably having a great time. I don't know if that's true. Maybe even if it is, you could go over there and find out what you need to find out, and then, you know, like, let us know what's going on, maybe? So is this you asking me, or the High Cleric? This is still order business. Mm. You will get paid. Mm. And I'll double your fee with how dangerous it is to head to the Fialheim Mountains. All right. One more time. All right. We would like you to go to the Fjallheim Mountains to find this adventurer, protect her friends as they go with her, or as they go looking for her. Sorry, another truck is going by. And then come back and report what you find there. I will pay you, or the church rather, will pay you 500 gold for completing this job. <sighs> okay. When do we leave? I would like for you to go and meet up with her friends first. I have their address if you'd like it. Do I have time to... I was out of character. Do I have time to make it to that flower that I planted first? Um, maybe. It is a blizzard, though, so... Yeah. Um, alright, maybe I'll I'll wait on that then. But I want to I wanna make a trip there before I leave town. Okay. So you want to so just head over there to their house first? Yeah, I will head towards her friends. Okay, so you end up in the house that I've described already, mm -hmm. or at the house um, where the backyard is destroyed and the street's a little bit like torn up as well from the tree in invasion. You go up the stairs and knock on the door, and they have this nice brass knocker as well, um, so that everybody will hear when somebody's knocking on their door. Um, and then Nariel and Rayla, you hear a knocking on your door at like 11 a.m. I well, first of all, does Lux get pissed off by the door? Does does Lux bark at doors? I don't know if Lux barks. He's a dire wolf, so he probably does. As an alarm, I suppose. So uh, I go answer the door. I pick up Lux first, though I don't want him to run off. And then you answer the door? Yeah. All right. Um, standing below you is a gnome. Dylan, how would you describe your gnome? So Benji... Oh man, what is what is height for a gnome? Usually about a meter to a meter and a half. All right, small. So he's um, Benji is about a meter and a quarter high. Uh, pretty unassuming, darker complexion, kind of ashy gray combined with kind of a dark tan. Um, big bulbous nose. Um, and kind of a, a reddish brown hair and hazel eyes. Um, so that is who you see. That is a gnome that you see standing at your doorway. And then Benji, you see an elf holding a direwolf. And then if you'd like to describe how you look, Brittany. Yeah, so um, Nariel is a fairly average-sized elf. She's got sort of ashy, blondish hair that she wears back in a braid. And at the tips of it, it sort of kind of melts into a strawberry blonde sort of a color. And just other than that, um, just kind of wearing very neutral tones, like earthy, like a, like a dark green and like brown. 
Um, and then Lux is a tiny direwolf puppy. <laughs> you have seen this uh, this elf before, actually, Benji. She is the same one that was sitting with Arn um, and Sam, and you've actually seen her direwolf pup before as well. You saw her again at the um, at the alchemist shop when you were picking up those last few explosives, and um, that is who has answered the door. Can I help you? So I'm like just kind of twiddling with a match right now, not yet lit. Um, okay. And I just look up at her and say, so I'm here about a job, I guess. You're here about a job? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I don't have any jobs here. I mean, our backyard needs fixed up, but other than that, like, it's not... Listen, lady, I'm no lawn maintenance don't have anything for you to do. Who told you that you had a job here? Uh, Nissa. She's always on my case. Oh, yeah, she kind of gets like that. So what job are you supposed to have? Something about going into some mountains where some people haven't returned from. And I'm just doing this as a favor, really. Very vague. Uh... I call Rayla down, or over, or wherever she's at, I call her to come to the door. I rise from the undergrounds. No, I'm just kidding. What the fuck, dude? She was working out. <laughs> <laughs> she's up to a six-pound weight now. <laughs> I show off my muscles. Uh, no, I walk downstairs, and I'm probably... I probably just woke up because we were fucking worn out. And I'm like, what's up? Um, some gnome is here about a job that Nissa gave him, says that he's supposed to come with us to the mountains. Do you think that Nissa knows where Nyx went? I don't know if Nissa knows exactly where Nyx went, but somebody must have delivered that scroll to her, and if Nissa gave him the job, then probably she's the one who gave it to him. Uh... Okay, well, then maybe we should go talk to Nissa. Benji, you also recognize uh, this person that they have called Rayla. Um, she is the elf who is frequently seen sitting at the bar of the sweltering swine that you are incredibly jealous of because she flirts with Jamika, the very beautiful gnome in charge of the sweltering swine, all the time. And Jamika always shows much more interest in this elf than you. <laughs> that hurts me. Her. <laughs> I, I assume he's giving me a weird look, and I just kind of like scratch the back of my head and look off. I am irked, ma'am. You make your way through the city, through the blizzard, and end up at the church in the center of Averhold. Um, and as always, sitting or sorry, kneeling at the altar, um, sits the high cleric, praying as as always. And Nissa sitting in the pews watching over him. Hey, Nissa. You whisper <laughs> and the entire church hears it. Nissa stands up and walks to you three. What are we supposed to be doing right now? Is Nix not with you? No, Nix left. That's what I was worried about. She received a letter from the Fjallheim Mountains. Ugh. And we, we found the letter. Which means Nix left. Do you have any idea what goes on at the Fjallheim Mountains? Not particularly. That's because nobody does, and she whispers it, but it ends up like echoing through the entire chamber. Nobody has returned from the Fjallheim Mountains in centuries. Well, 
Guess we better go after her, then. In this weather? Well, it's not like we have a whole heck of a lot of choice. We'll be fine. She's already got, like, two days on us. One day. One day on us. I think that it would be a good idea, yes. I don't know if it's worth killing yourselves over. But that is why I asked Benji here to join you. Well, that is why what? I'm I guess sorry, we can I wait until you. our weapons and armor are done. Do you say that out loud? Yeah. Hope the weather improves by then. Great, then what else do you need from me? That was it. Thanks. And I leave. She goes back to sitting in her pews unless anybody else had anything to say. Rayleigh, your quarterstaff will be ready in time because it is Gibson working on it and not Gibson's apprentice. So your quarterstaff will actually probably be done around noon today, which is around now, actually. Sweet. I go pick it up. Boy, last right on time. Your quarterstaff is is all set and ready to go. Ah, oh, wonderful. And he hands you this um, polished white stone. And carved in in the stone are actually a whole bunch of dwarven runes. Um, on the tips, it's actually been just um, kind of polished down to um, rounded edges. So it's just this perfect, like this perfectly flat surface, or not flat, but you know, rounded surface with no um, no flaws. Um, it's not like anything super special, but it is beautifully designed and perfect. Um, along the middle of the quarterstaff, he's actually kind of filed down the edges a little bit to create this rounded grip um, that has these several different lumps that is really nice for you to put your hand on. And then surrounding that grip on the top and bottom are more dwarven runes. Heck Yes. Question. Mm-hmm. Could she infuse the runes individually, and then when she touches one, it like activates that? It's Moonstone, right? It's Moonstone. That's an aspect. Oh, Moonstone is an aspect? Oh. Mm-hmm. But that's what you see, Rayla. What did you want to ask? Or do you have anything else you wanted to say? So Moonstone, I can infuse an aspect into this? Yes. I'm just curious as to what the runes say. Oh, last, that's simple. Moonstone, you put aspects into. Each rune is the name of an aspect. So can this fit multiple aspects, or just... Each rune, because you can't be creative license, dear, each rune has a specific gem um, fused into it. So you are able to infuse each gem with an aspect and when you te- when you touch the rune with the gem within it you can give your entire you basically suffuse your entire staff with that aspect how do you think of this stuff while dming i make <laughs> it up on the spot you fucking rad <laughs> <laughs> i said it i don't know if you heard but i said it you did you did, did stoked plan in place sorry and now here's the other thing. If you stroke, he does say that word. If you stroke the runes on the handle, the staff will split and you can use it as two different batons. What? 
all you have to do to bring it back to a quarter staff is place the, the, the halves together. This is amazing. You were all, you were all upset. You didn't have a cool weapon. I didn't have a cool weapon and now I have a badass weapon. Um, Nariel, did you go with Rayla to pick up the staff? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Um, so Gibson looks to you and says, Nariel, my apprentice did not come in today with the weather as poor as it is. Um, it's a fairly simple leather work, though, so he should be able to complete it tomorrow if he comes in tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. Cool. Anything else you guys want to do? The, the town's pretty much closed besides the sweltering swine and the blacksmith. Is there anything else open? There are no booths or kiosks or carts open, no. Um, there's probably a few other taverns. Um, I do... How long does it take to infuse something just, like, right away, or...? Um, infuse is a form that you have to learn or request that Dylan use on your, or sorry, Benji, use on your weapon. Um, it costs 15 AP to cast. He can, he can infuse things for me? Uh, yeah, Benji knows the form infusion, or infuse. But he can, like, infuse, like, an aspect himself, because I have an aspect that I want to infuse into it. But I know he has fire. Well, player character knowledge, but... If we did the dual one, like, if I did a form and someone else did an aspect, would that work? Or would people have yes. to do the same form and the same aspect for the dual whatever? Um, for dual casting, like we talked about in the rules episode, you're actually able to use a, a form that one person would not know and an aspect that the other person would not know and oh, combine okay. them. So you could do that. But that would mean that Rayla would have to use the necessary AP that you would be using Benji to cast that form. Okay, that'll work. I mean, yeah, I'm down to do that. So you'd want to do it, like, tonight before we all sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to do it, like, right now. I guess I... Is Benji with us right now? Um, I kind of wanted to go back to my flower. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, hoping to cut off, like... I wanted to get a cutting of it to actually store. I wanted to use store to keep it safe so that mm, nice. i can plant okay. that cutting somewhere else okay go for it yeah you can hit or would i have up. to have like the aspect of life or could i just use store in its basic form actually yes with this one you can use store in its basic form awesome i was hoping for that because it says um things don't spoil in store and so i wanted to make sure it was safe for a while until i found another place to plant a piece of it so you head back there um it does take you a little bit to trek through the snow, but when you get to the outer road, like the road beyond the city limits, you easily spot the flower because the snow around it has kind of started melting toward it, like it's absorbing it to as, as its water source. And the flower actually is above the blankets of snow. So then I'm going to just take one of my daggers and slice off um, a healthy, a healthy cutting that would be able to be implanted somewhere else. And then I want to cast store on that, which I think just costs one AP. Can you roll a sleight of hand for me really quick? Six. Um, With a six, you successfully cut off a a healthy piece, a healthy clipping, and then you cast store. Woot. And then, um, oh, wait. So with that as well, I need to do for for the duration that it'll last. So that's one D6 plus reason. Oh, nine days. Nice. So that'll last for nine days. Sweet. And then after that, I will just um, 
head back to town, either to the square or to their house, in hopes of meeting back up with them. I assume you guys head back to your house? Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, you meet them back at the house, no problem. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to do this day? Oh uh, yeah, I wanted to infuse my weapon. Yep, go ahead and do that. You'll need Dylan's help for it. I do. So how do we do- go about this? Do we just combine? Because it's not like... Do I have to roll for anything? With it's, it's okay. I watched enough Dragon Ball Z to figure out how this works. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you guys just basically combine efforts. Um, you would It's as if you two are casting the same form, even though you don't know it. Or the sorry, the same chant. Benji would cast Infuse. Rayla, you would apply the aspect you want to use. Um, and the total cost of that chant, you would each spend the AP form. Sorry, what aspect are you uh, hoping to do? Life. Oh. Life bonk. So then Life bonk? Bonk. Right? Yeah, like, come over here, let me like, bonk you on the fucking head. It's like <laughs> fix it's it, Felix light. Jr.'s hammer. Are there, like, a certain amount of stones on here, Paul, or... Um, there's actually a rune for each... You don't... Uh, do you understand Dwarven? I don't know. Is there, like, a... Oh, linguistics, yeah. Oh, you do you have a linguistics skill? I don't. All right, so Help. no, you do not know. You do not. That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know. Do any of you have the linguistics skill? Nope. I have the... I have the experience to get it. <laughs> Maybe a good call since you have dwarven ruins on ru- yeah. ruins. Can I can I do that? Yeah, well, do you need to be able to um, to read it in order to figure out how many there are? No, but if you applied the life aspect to like a poison gem, oh god, then no one would know what the heck they're doing whenever they'd wield their, your staff. Uh, and then if you were to learn it, you would get confused. So yeah. Well, then it could only yeah. be used by you. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'll just take the linguistics deal. Okay. Um, then I'll need your roll linguistics check. Five. You're able to identify the life rune, the dwarven rune for life, so you're able to apply that aspect. But um, there are actually enough runes on there for each aspect. Oh, sweet. Even if you can't translate them. Good to know. Yeah. So that's what I was talking about earlier, is that we don't have a cleric anymore, but I did take the life aspect, because I can't get to elemental aspects just yet. It's cool, I have health potions also, so we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be good. I'll bonk you on the head if you run out. (laughs) Bonk. Bippity boppity life. If you don't say that when you heal me, I will be very disappointed. Is that all you guys were gonna do for the day? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yep. All right, ready for the next day? I am. It is a beautiful, beautiful day. The sun is shining. The tank is clean. <gasps> the, the tank, tank is clean! clean. <laughs> yeah, everything's beautiful. The sun's still shining, but it is still cold out there, obviously. So um, the snow is not melting. Great, but it's still great. Um, around noon, Nariel, you return to the blacksmith, and the apprentice is there, um, and he's completed your hood. It's just a leather hood, right? Mm-hmm, okay. yeah. Um, he did work in some, um, like, chain mail around, around parts of it, just to make sure it's a little bit more reinforced. It can protect your head from some projectiles and stuff. Um, and then he put those ant- antlers on there. Somehow, 
somehow he got them to stand up straight. You can't tell how. Gibson doesn't even know how. Well, so my my vision is that when my hood is up, uh-huh. they kind of come off like along the back. Oh, okay. And then when my hood is down, they'll like hang down my back. He made it work the way you wanted it to work. Great. Somehow. Nobody knows how you did it, but you did it. He did make it a little bit ornate. There's like some some like elven swirly touches to that leather. He actually dyed some of the leather green. So it's like this dark green mixed with the regular brown of oil of leather. Alright, so your specific leather hood gets plus two reflex, plus two fortitude. Um, thanks to the uh the chainmail and the antlers. Well, it is a really beautiful day. You guys have your job. You have all your armor and weapons ready to go. Did you want to head out? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Ready to go. Okay. All right. Before you guys leave, did you want to ask anybody about the Fjallheim Mountains? Did you want to learn anything else? Um. Yeah, I would like to do that. Yeah, I would like to go ask, is there like an archive here? There's not going to be like a library like there is in Grand Cathedral. Um, your greatest base for knowledge is going to be the High Cleric. Okay. Uh, if he's not busy, I'll want to go talk to him. Is he ever busy? No, nope. not really. Nope, not really. All right, sweet. So you go and talk to him. You know how, you know where he is. You know what he's doing. I'm, I'm going to wait outside because I have no interest in seeing him right now. Rayla, what are you doing? I'll go with Mario. Okay, sounds good. So you two head into the church. You find the High Cleric and he stands up when you guys approach him. He says, you look like you're getting ready to leave. Yeah, uh, Nyx ran off by herself, and we need to go after her. Nyssa told me about this, yes, to the Fjallheim Mountains. Uh, yeah, and I, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about the Fjallheim Mountains. Anything that you know. They've been abandoned for centuries now. After some travelers found that the, uh, that the city at the base of the mountains, the Mom, Momforg, Mumford was uh, was abandoned, actually burned to the ground as well. There have been rumors of that the Forsaken have taken refuge in in Mumford and and possibly the mountains themselves, but that seems highly unlikely. But that's that's about all we all we know for the most part. Really quick, Maddie. Now that you have a linguistics, I want to say that. The words Fjallheim and Salak sound a little bit dwarven. Did you want to maybe roll a linguistics check to see if you can translate those? Sure. Uh, that's a six. Um, with that linguistics check, Maddie, Rayla learns that Fjallheim means home of the foul, and then Salak means defiled. Oh, bum, bum, bum. Um, the High Cleric does have one last thing to say. One thing that is interesting about these mountains is that Salak Peak was named Salak Peak before everything fell apart inside the Dwarven stronghold within Fjallheim. There are rumors, and obviously it's all rumor, the old god Tyrio has made residence at the tip of Salak Peak. But obviously, all of that is rumor and hocus-pocus. I do I do want to give you one thing, Nariel and Rayla, before you leave. And he uh, he walks over to the altar, um, and then behind it, and you see him pull out a whole bunch of scrolls. And then he finds one small scroll, 
and he reaches across the altar to hand it to you two. He says, this is a map of the surrounding area. It's as detailed and accurate as we can find, or as we can make. Um, it does identify a few of the natural hazards, such as the hot springs and geysers and whatnot, um, but we have not been able to accurately track any of the animals' hunting patterns as of late. And it's not much, but I hope it's enough to help you get to the Fjallheim Mountains safely, and then, unfortunately, the rest is up to you. Well, thank you. I think the only thing that we're missing now is something that could resurrect us on the spot, but I don't know where to find one of those, so... (laughs) Well... He leans in closer to you, and he begins whispering, and this time he whispers so quietly that it actually can't echo. There is one person. Her name is Sharon. She runs the black market out of Aetherhold. It's all illegal, according to order law. But in this situation, perhaps bending the rules would help get you there safely. I say, thanks, and I wink real slow. Uh, All right, well, uh, we'll see you later. Good luck on your journey. And um, as you guys are leaving, you see Nyssa approach. You see Nyssa approach the High Cleric, and the High Cleric attempts to whisper, but with the acoustics in here, you can hear every word he says. He says, they're not coming back, are they, Nyssa? And you just see her shake her head. What the fuck? I do, I do actually, I run up to the high cleric and I give him a hug. And I say, we'll be back. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay. You see him almost start to cry, but he, he keeps, he keeps his tears. All right. Well, I want to go find Sharon. Who knows where to find Sharon? (laughs) I don't know what a Sharon is. And when we get outside, I say, Benji, do you know where Sharon is? How do you know Sharon? Don't worry about it. Do you know where she is? I suppose, but it depends on who's asking. Me, I'm asking. Are you sure? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I know where to find her. Why do we need her? Because she sells cool shit. I mean, you could say that again. Because she sells cool shit? She sells cool shit. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to Sharon. Don't don't we have everything we need? Not yet. To Sharon. (sighs) Benji, do you guide them to Sharon? Uh, yes, grudgingly. You all make your way back to the market, and again, it is a beautiful day, so the market is just bustling. Everybody's ready to get some more food, get some more potions for other adventures, all the stuff they're doing. Um, and then Sharon is in her little alleyway, just minding her own business, and as you three approach, you see the spider kind of tap her shoulder, and she turns around and is greeted by the three of you. Or, like, and then season three of you. Well, first things first, your spider is so cute. Why, thank you, dear. Uh, is it a male or female, do you know? I don't. If it has babies, can I have one? If it has babies, you can have Who are you? Hi, my name is... <laughs> Hi, my name is Nario, and I heard that you may have some interesting items that I might be interested in. And where'd you hear that, dear? I don't think that's important. Fair enough. Can't argue that point. What are you looking for? 
I'm looking for something that can allow me to resurrect on the spot if I die. Oh, I have what you need. She throws black. She throws back her blanket that like covers her wares, and she shows you the same vial that she showed you, Benji, earlier, and explains to you the same thing. For one of them, it's gonna cost you 250 gold. But I also have an upgraded soul splitter, and those allow you to come back with three. Oh, shit, you can't say that with more healthily than you would have otherwise. You did a good job with three-fourths of your health. Is that what you were going to say? Yep. Instead of coming back at critical. (laughs) Oh, cute. You'll come back with three-fourths of your health. Great. So, give me one sec. And I, like, pull everybody off to the side, and I'm like, hey, who has that much money? More importantly, who has three times that much money? (laughs) I mean, I have enough for one. I don't. Well, then we shouldldn't get one. These are the fjall high mountains. People don't come back. I know, but what good benefit it is if it <laughs> why should only one person have one and no, that's why I was wondering if we could get three, but if we don't have enough, then I guess we'll just have to get some later. Yeah, we don't have enough. Um, well, thanks, Sharon. It looks like we're not gonna get any in in the end. Thanks. Bye. And you just leave? Uh-huh. Sounds good. You all three just leave. Bye. She doesn't really say anything, but the spider does do its wave. I have to turn around and wave back at the spider, though. Okay. <laughs> it's so cute. To be clear, I waited outside of the alley because I didn't want Sharon to know that I was with them. Okay. He's embarrassed of us. Well, I guess we go then. So looking at the map that... High Cleric gave you, um, you see a couple options on how you're going to get to um, the Fjallheim Mountains. So yeah, you can either travel straight through the woods. It's probably going to be a little bit faster that way, but definitely more dangerous. There are more natural hazards. You guys can follow the river that actually crosses through Aetherhold and heads um, to Salak Peak, but not to the Malmfort, not to like the old village of Malmfort. Um, you'd actually have to get off of the river at some point to head toward Mom Fork. That trip will take you a couple extra days, probably a total of seven or eight days, instead of the five days of just traveling straight directly through the forest. What do you guys think? I would like to go through the forest. <sighs> All right. For, for, forest is the fastest way, but knowing Nyx, which what is the way that you think Nyx would take? Fastest way? Probably. Yeah. Her brother's yeah, on the line. Angry. All right, forest. All right. The three of you, pretty much strangers except for Nariel, and um, all head out of the city through the western gate. And the road kind of travels along the river for a little bit. And then as soon as it starts cutting north, you guys step off the, ri- the road and head into the forest. And looming in front of you are the massive, giant mountains that are known as the home of the fowl. And within them, hopefully you'll find Nyx. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to episode one of our new arc, Here There Be Dragons. Um, We really appreciate you putting up with the odd audio quality. Uh, One of our microphones broke, so Paul and I ended up having to record together for a couple episodes. Um, And then it was also our first time playing together with Dylan, which was really fun. Um, So we're so excited to have him, and uh, we really hope that you like him too. 
Really big thank you to our follower, Amanda Sharon, who is the inspiration for the character Sharon. Please don't be offended by your character. Um, she is hilarious, though, so we hope you like it. <laughs> um, also, a big thank you to Darren Curtis, who's the guy who does the music we use in the show. He does a lot of music that commercial and non-commercial projects can use for free. So if you like his music, check him out at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. We are still working on our uh, alpha guide, so if you haven't downloaded it yet, go to bit.ly front slash forge alpha and input your email and I will get that sent out to you as soon as I can. And then also don't be afraid to send in feedback that you have about the alpha. I know that uh, some of you guys have looked at it and we've talked about it a little bit, um, but we really want to make the beta test something really, really fantastic. So just make sure to send in what you think. Also, if you like the show, be sure to shout out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook um, using hashtag theforgecast. Uh, and if you do, you'll have a chance to have your name be used in the show. Our next episode is going to be on September 13th. So stick around for that. And thank you so much.